Out of the ashes you will rise. If you feel sad, lost, depressed, finances are in the gutter, social life, you're lonely. Out of the ashes you will rise. Here in my garage, invest in yourself. Always be curious. Don't be a cynic. Sleeping on a couch in a mobile home with only $47 in my bank account. When everything's burnt to the ground, when you're sad, lost, and depressed, and everything's at rock bottom, you get to rebuild the exact and precise way you want the damn thing rebuilt. Health, wealth, love, happiness, each of these four goals. In case you missed the last episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Here's what went down. Read people. The last year, I have focused, and I am twice as good at reading people as I was one year ago. It's an obtained skill. You can practice it over and over. And if you could be good at one thing that will get you all four of the pillars of the good life, it's reading people. Coming up today. Warm-up started at 7. Now he's about 87. Anybody who's got 80 years of investing, making hundreds of billions of dollars, it's gonna be hard to stump them. Look who stopped by, Caleb. What's up guys, Tell my man Ty Lopez. Caleb's, Look at this house. Caleb's 15 years old and he just he's written four books. Is that right? That's four? right, four books. That's pretty good. <laughs> what are they on? So the first one is Keys to Success for Kids, um, okay. and that one basically I wrote whenever I was 12 years old, published at like 13, just talked about like success and everything, you know, kind of took all the, because there's not really that many books out there from kids to right. kids, right? So then I wrote um, obviously the second version, so I put out like a second one, added in five new chapters. Third one is How to Have It All, so my dad and I actually co-authored that one. Okay. So that was, that was, that was like my favorite because I got to co-author it with my pop. Um, and then also... And your uh, dad's here. What's up? Man. Your dad co-authored one of the books with you? He did. What How book was all, that? What How was to it? Have It All. How to Have It All. How to Have It All. Best dad right here. Impossible. That's For awesome. Sure. That's good. Yeah. You got a good relationship with your dad. No, honestly. <laughs> That's rare in the modern world, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you, where you live in? Uh, we live in Tampa, Tampa Florida. Yeah. Oh, Tampa. Tampa. Okay. You ever go down there much? You know, I used to... Be it investments and Raymond James, mm, you know, has yeah. an office there. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I didn't go down too much. Don't you they have the, isn't it Raymond James Stadium? Yeah, yeah. that's where the Bucks yeah. play. Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah. Not much to watch, man. But Not too good. <laughs> Not but no, then your other book was. Yeah, and then we uh, also co authored another one on uh, having successful family communication. Okay. So we did that. So those are the four, four main books. And also, I just released um, something called Maddox Book Club. Okay. So every single kid that signs up, it's $47 a month. They get a daily video okay. uh, and a monthly book. So I write a book a month. So parents can it, uh, sign it up mm -hmm. for their kids. Sign it up. Parents can sign it up. Parents yeah. can sign up for their kids. Mm hmm. So. And so they get a book, and what else, and they get a video from you, like explaining the book, kind of thing. Well, it's it's kind of like um, so we explain it somewhat, but there's also like other topics that we do. Right. We interview people. That when did you launch that? Uh, like literally this month. So it's only. How's been, it going? It's going really well. Yeah. Yeah, we just we're launching this thing called like the Maddox Game Show. So yeah. we're like doing uh, a webinar, okay. but. Kids don't want to, like they don't want to watch webinar, right? So we're doing right. it through a game show type of format. So it's they win, they got a prize or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So That's good. but basically, so we have this automatic text system where he'll okay. text like all these kids like a daily motivational video about like work ethic or right. attitude or confidence. 
But then every month he writes a book about like the first month it'll be done next week. It's called How to Have Confidence. Okay. For kids. 100% his words, just written from his experience, how right. a kid can develop self-confidence. Yeah. So every month they have a book. You know, the next one's going to be about how to make money. You know, because okay. he made $100,000 by the time he was 14. Really? Yeah. So how much money did your son make by the time he was 14? $100,000 by age 14. By age 14. That's right. Yeah. I'm telling you all, <laughs> if you're over 14, you're old. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> right, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's amazing, you know. And obviously, you know it. 2017. Well, I think what woke video. him up is he did this video back when he was like seven. And you can tell the story if you want. Um, yeah, I paid him twenty dollars for every success book he read. Okay. And I said, because he came to me and all of his friends were getting allowance, right? Right. And I was like, man, I'm not gonna give you allowance. I said, I'll make a deal with you though. Every success book that you read, okay, and give me a report, I'll give you twenty dollars. And the first See, this one, is a smart parent. I've been saying parents should do shit like this yeah, for years. Seriously. Yeah. Come on. Like no, it. for sure. <laughs> so anyway. So which so, one did you, what are some of the ones you read? So first book I read was The Success Principles okay. by Jack Canfield. Um, and then from there, How to Win Friends and Influence People was a big one. Um, uh, think and Grow Rich. Um, Russell, you know Russell Brunson, thinking. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I just spoke at his event last week, but uh, yeah, Dr. Sears so you were the smart parent. You paid your son $20 a book he read yeah, on success. success book and gave me a small little report about what he learned from it. Incentivizing it. I that's like right. that. That's yeah. right. That's the way. That's a, I, I have said that for years. Joel Salatin used to say parents pay their kids for chores, but that's teaching the wrong message because you do chores because you're part of the family. Everybody yeah. got to maintain this shit, so you shouldn't pay for that. Exactly. And because parents do chores too, so. Yeah. And yeah, that's what my dad always told me is like, why would I? A 10 second to <laughs> Joel Salton used to tell me, don't pay your kids to do chores because they should do that for being part of the family. Everyone has to do chores. You should pay them for stuff like this, like to be successful. Books, that's a lot sure. better. So you, get, no, you should cool. write a parenting book. You know, that's actually, what I said. <laughs> a lot of people have told me that. And I'm, I'm working on it. Well, you know, been, I'm going to slow down. Rowan kind of a little bit about parenting, kind of tell my story yeah. on a little bit of how I raised him because I've been a single dad for 11 years. So oh, really? I kind of shared a little bit of that. Okay. And then, um, but mainly the reason why I started the book club, and I will write the parenting book. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's mm -hmm. time. So thanks for the inspiration. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll we, should make, we should make a course. We can make a little course. Video courses go well, too, for parents. Yeah. Parents will pay. Parents want to know how the heck to raise their kids right. It's true. We should, you know what? We should actually talk about that because he was doing a video deal with Jake Paul. Okay. He's around here. Yeah, yeah. And his dad happened to be there, and he, he, we just got to talking because okay. you know, his boys have done well. As yeah, well. yeah. So yeah, you like, could have a co, co-author it. Yeah. Yeah, because parents for sure. I mean, some of the best-selling books are. Dr. Spock in the 70s wrote that book on, wasn't it in the 70s on how to raise children? Parents will pay. I mean, people want to know. Oprah always had stuff about kids, and most kids are retarded because their parents <laughs> are stupid, trust me. I, half the people I meet, I'm like, did you have parents or are you raised by wolves, man? People, people yeah, don't know yeah. the most basic stuff, but it's true in society, so. Yeah. So single dad for 11 years. That's, a, that's interesting. Not as, my uncle was a single dad. Really? His, yeah, his wife died. My aunt died when she was like five. So he raised two kids. My cousin, Christina, he had two. She died and he had two kids under five. That's wow. hard. Mm -hmm. So one became a pro soccer player. So he raised them pretty good. 
<laughs> they come good. around. They come around. Really? Yeah. Wow. She plays in Florida. Okay. She plays else? for the Orlando Spirit. Pride. Orlando Pride. That's only like. Uh, yeah. Orlando. Yeah, it's like an hour drive. So you've been a single dad for 11 years. Yes, what do parents need to know to raise a kid like this, making six G, I mean 100 Gs before 14? Well, the first thing they have to do is they got to get their kids reading books. All right, hold on. Oh, Let's dad, ready. Got 10 seconds. So. It's a snap, snap game. Okay, when you see the light on, let's get ready, set. So the first thing parents got to do is they got to be the most positive, enthusiastic human being that your kids have ever met. You be the example. That's number one. Number two. Okay, let me reset. <laughs> Ready, <laughs> set, go. Number two is you got to get your kids reading the right books. So I put the right books in Caleb's hands, how to, win, how to Win Friends and Influence People, The Success Principles, books like that, The Power of Positive There, thinking. you got it perfect, 10 seconds. Yeah, good, good. All right, what's the next one? And the third thing is Caleb's been on over 53 missions trips. You got to teach your kids the power of giving and serving. Right, that's because true. Because that, my friends, is where it's at. That yeah. made the biggest difference in his life. Man, I was on point, right? You're getting your Snapchat game on. All right. Snap. So what are the three things people need to know to make 100 grand? Because a lot of older people can't figure out how to make 100 grand. How'd you do it? Three things. First thing is stop saying you're going to do this, you're going to do that. You got to take action. You got two in one snap. That was pretty good. quick, man. All right, ready, set. Where's this number two? Yeah, listen, guys, the gun that kills the most people is the gunner. So don't say you're going to do this, you're going to do it. Take action today. The second thing I would say is actually, like, have that mindset of that's how much you're going to make and choose that. Boom. He hit it. We got number three. He's a snap <laughs> pro. Ready, set. Here, Here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expound on it. And what's the third one? Or well, first of all, yeah, I'm going to expound. I'm going to expound. Right, let's do this. <laughs> Explain number two a little more. Yeah, listen, guys, all my friends, they were looking for $100 for their lunch money. I was looking for $100,000 for my future. It's all about perspective, where you're going for. Good. And then, what's our three? Ready, set. Number three, it is honestly like what you know. I say that the person who is hungriest to learn will always be fed the most results. Guys, I was hungry to learn. I met a lot of really cool people, and that's where it's at. By the way, you know what this sounds like? You guys have heard me say, the more you learn, the more you earn. That was Warren Buffett's advice to six-year-olds. And people still argue with me, adults. Adults, <laughs> I'm like, you don't even have that six-year-old advice again. Adults still argue with me about reading and all this. I'm like, you know you're arguing with advice for six-year-olds from Warren Buffett. But that's the reward right there. That's true. The more you learn, the more you earn. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that in the office. The less you mm -hmm. earn, the more you spurn. <laughs> I just made that up. Did you, did you just not come up with that I just one? came up with that. Man. I'm going to try. Let's see. Let's see if people like it. The more you earn, the more you learn. The more you don't learn, the more you spurn. Success. <laughs> Got to have that vocabulary <laughs> game. <laughs> you, you have to go? Our team members, she's from New York. How are you? Can you get a quick picture with you? For yeah. You? You I feel bad. I literally smell so bad. I just came from working out, so give me a pass. I could jump in the pond real quick. You want to get in with me? No, we'll get, yeah, we can get a picture. You just go ahead. Yeah. What a picture, heck. two, three. Cool. They're in the accelerator. They're pretty sweet. Oh, cool. Biggest fans. Oh, they're your biggest fans. Marna's in Norway. You missed her. You started the journey for us. There's nobody in the world that's besides us. 
that you, your biggest fan. You brought some other fans with you Absolutely. all the way from Australia? Australia. Yeah. So have my, my programs helped you out? Yeah, they started us off onto this like, massive journey. Now we're with you. That's good. The journey comes full circle. Oh, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got multi-country, multi-continents, actually. Where are you from? I'm actually from St. Pete. My name's Toji. Oh, cool. Great to meet you. Nice to meet you. Videographer. Awesome. That's cool. Great guy. Yeah. You got the, what is that, the 60D? 70. 70. Yes. Are we running the 70? That's what I... I think we jumped that five. 60 to 80. Or the 5, I thought we had. 5D. The 5D is a big one. <laughs> so, long story short, real quick. Is yeah. So, he did a video like two months ago mm -hmm. about that story of me giving him $20 for a book. Yeah. They're like five million views on Facebook. Wow. Almost six now. Yeah. The number one question that parents ask is, oh my God, you've inspired me. I want to get my kids reading books. Right. And there's not too many books right. written from For a kid. kid to kids yeah. about success. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. he's lived it. So that's why he started this book club where like every yeah. month they'll get a new book about success. Here, put that. your, uh, let, let's take a picture and then we'll put your okay. link. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Awesome. You want to put your uh, yeah, whatever is best, your Insta, your website. So what was the first book you ever read, man? Man, first book on success yeah. kind of stuff? Probably. Well, I went, read Will Durant. I read a lot of history. History is good. It's not success per se, but you can study what worked in the past. That's true. So I read Will Durant's Story of Civilization. It's kind of a heavy book. It's... 10,000 page series, so you can't read it all at once. <laughs> uh, Tony, I read Tony Robbins' book, that, that Awaken the Giant Within. That's a, still a good book. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was one of the first ones that got me going. That was one one, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think what other book. That, that was a real beginner book because I used to not read that much self-help. I would just read, like I said, other things. But I've always read a lot. Definitely history. I still read a ton of history. I probably read half history now. History is, people underestimate the power of history because mm -hmm. you could see things unfold, how they unfold, and the world hasn't changed that much. Most general directions of the past will repeat. The saying history will repeat, there's a lot of truth to that. Mm -hmm. so, if you, if, so you can study you know, general. I read a lot of war history too because business is a little bit like war. So yeah. Yeah. How you like the art of war? Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I just like story. I'm reading a story on war right now, just World War II book. And right before that, I read World War One. You learn a lot, boy. You learn about courage. You learn about conflict. You learn about mercy because there's always some mercy. Like I was reading in this story, this last one, about these guys came on these Germans that were didn't have any weapons, and they're like couldn't bring themselves to shoot them, even though the Germans had just slaughtered all their men. So, you know, you learn that conflict and pressure brings out the truth in people. Ooh. So, you know, war brings out con heavy competition in business, brings things out, your weaknesses and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's, that's my advice. But for kids, I think, I think a combination, I mean, I think... Depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to make money in business, then the good, there's good news and the bad news. The good news is the economy doesn't care. Like if you have a website selling something or like say you're selling something on Amazon, you can be doing that at 14. The economy, the person buying on Amazon, pressing the button to buy whatever, they don't know how old you are. And as long as you ship them the product and it's a good product, they don't care. So there's a double-edged sword because 
the double-edged sword is if you're young and inexperienced, they're not going to forgive you. If, if you know, something comes to their door and it's not what they ordered, they're not going to go, oh, I was a 14-year-old, I spent my 100 bucks, I'll just waste sure. my money. They're not. But, but on the flip side, with the e-commerce world, you can make money at 14 because you deliver the product, then no one cares. Mm. If anything I buy now on Amazon, I don't care who's the... Del- no one's racist because I never even see the people. No one's sexist. No one's ageist. Everything that people worry about holding them back in terms of from society, it disappears in the internet because no one sees you. I mean, when's the last time you order something and you researched what the person who you ordered from looks like? You don't. You just buy stuff. So you got trillions of dollars moving through the internet. You make it. Even Bill Gates was you know, 17 when he was doing his stuff, signing his first contracts, and he would just change his voice on the phone. He'd be like, uh, yes, this is uh, Bill Gates. And then they they would figure out, who is this kid? (laughs) So yeah, the richest man in the world for 16 years in a row started out at, I think he started around 12. One of the things that I'll say for parents watching and anybody, and this is hard medicine for a lot of people, because most people watching this are over 14 years old, but if you want to look at the statistic most correlated with predicting who's going to be successful, it's the age you start. Mm. And so you look That's at true. basketball, Kobe Bryant started playing at six. Jordan, Michael Jordan, really young. LeBron, young. Um, Steph Curry, young. If you look at business, who's the wealthiest people in the world? Basically, you got Bill Gates, who started at 12, Got Warren Buffett, who started at seven. Mm. Jeff Bezos even started somewhat at a young age. He had a little different story. Um, he was an orphan, so he had a little more discombobulated family. But Warren, and, and Warren Buffett had a good dad, and Charlie Munger, too, his business partner. So dads can, it's like my dad was in prison when I was growing up. So I did it, I did, you miss out on that. So when I was 14, I didn't make 100 grand. Yeah. I was 14, I probably made. I think I made $100 a year. I was almost there. Was almost, only a thousand times off. I had just, my mom, I was just talking to my mom. She's visiting. I was like, Mom, you used to pay, I remember I got $10 a month. What kind of rip off? <laughs> if they, they would have given me $20 a book, though, I would have made money back yeah, there. I knew sure. how to read. But yeah. my, I don't know that my mom had enough money to pay me 20 bucks. My mom wasn't rich when I was young, so. Uh, yeah, so start young. So what if someone didn't start young? What do they have to do to like... Well, there's that old saying, the best time to plant a tree is yeah, 20 yeah. years ago or today. <laughs> so but Joel Salton used to say, better late than never. You know, better late than never. A lot of people are late. A lot of people are never. So I'm going to put this on my... Yeah, do it. That's some gold. Let's see if I can get this bad boy. It's a little trick for Snap. I was just saying that uh, science shows that the age at which you start is the most correlated with success. So Warren Buffett started at seven, Bill Gates at 12, Steve Jobs is a teenager, you started at 14. When I was 14, I made 100 bucks a year. My mom didn't have much money, so I would make 10 bucks a month, actually 120. Mm. So I was close to you, I was about- Getting there, getting there. I needed there. a thousand times more lives. I needed to clone myself. But for sure, you know, if you're watching this and you're over a certain age and you think it's too late for you, 
There are people who do great things late in life. Ray Kroc started McDonald's in his 50s. Stegger fried chicken in the 70s. Something about fast food in old age, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, that must be what it is. That, that old saying, best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago or today. Or as Joel Salatin, my first mentor, used to say, better late than never. But better early than never, too. That's true. So That's true. Most people are just never. Don't be never. Don't be never. <laughs> That's good. And then how do you get that on your Snapchat? This is, when you do a vertical like that, you can, I should have actually done it horizontal, but you can upload it from camera roll. It'll have a little white border. But and it'll break it up? Yeah. Snaps better than Insta. Insta won't do You think do so, that. huh? Well, Insta Story won't break it up like that. They haven't. If you want to do it, there's an app called Continual, and it yeah. does that for you. It breaks it into 14-second things for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Because Insta Story, you can do it 14 seconds. It's just a pain with Insta Story. If you have 10 pieces, you got to upload them one on one. A snap, you can upload the whole one minute like this, what I'm doing. You just got to either do it in landscape mode, you know, vertical, or you have to use an app to turn it because or else it'll flip it sideways. Mm-hmm. So, how did you learn so much about social media in the beginning? You know how I learn everything? I'm going to tell you how you learn everything there is in this fucking world. Pardon my French. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, the fastest way to learn everything is click every button. I can't tell you how many people are like, what? How do you know so much? I'm like, when I go to a new app, a new website, I click every button until I figure it out. So curiosity is how you become smart. Mm. A lot of people, I can do this test. I do it on everybody. What does F3 do on your keyboard? See, millions and hundreds of millions of people have a keyboard in front of them every single day, but they don't know what F3 does or F8. Or F6. That's a good point. I know. Yeah, there you go. Right. You can test people's curiosity. That's a test no one ever passes. I do a lot of tests on people. It's the rare soul that ever passes even one test. I don't know if I've ever had somebody pass two. I have a lot of you. People probably come work for me. They're like, I'm a badass. I'm like, oh, don't make me break you down real fast. What the test? Like There's that. a test right there. <laughs> the F3? You sit in front of a keyboard all day. You never thought... To maybe Google what F3, F1, F2, F3, or four. Never had somebody who knows all the Fs. But what does F? What does F like three do? You just shoot for you to figure out. I'll I'll go Google it. Go Google it. But the point is, the things that people see every day, they don't have a level of curiosity. It's not like you see a keyboard once in a lifetime. You don't have to be curious about everything you see because you'd run out of time in the day. But things that are part of your life, you know what I'm saying? It's like if you're married to a woman. You better know her birthday, right? She's going to think you don't care. Well, the same about all the things that are around you, if you really care. That's actually in the, in the Hexaco personality test. There's a, the most scientific personality test is called Hexaco. It was built in 2000, the year 2000, by a whole bunch of top scientists. They're called psychometric uh, scientists. Basically, there's a factor called, there's six factors in your personality broken into four, it's 25 factors, but one of the most important with success is called conscientiousness. So conscientiousness is thing, it, attention to detail, all that, that. So when you hire people, you can do that Hexaco score. When people score low on conscientiousness, I usually don't hire them. Really? Sometimes they're okay in certain things, but nah, they'll drive you crazy. They'll, you know, they'll freaking go to the bank for you. You're like, I need $10,000, get the, money out, then leave it on a dashboard of the car, and someone will steal it, and they'll be like, but I went to the bank. I'm like, but you didn't finish the job. Yeah. The job, it's like someone building a bridge across the Grand Canyon. 
you know, let's say it's a mile across, and then 10 feet from the edge, they stop construction. Well, that's not a bridge. <laughs> if you drive across it, you'll crash and die. Mm-hmm. A bridge has to be built from one end all the way to the other perfectly. And that's what makes life hard because you have to be conscientious. You've got to be, it's like business. People launch business. Business has four main components. You've got product uh, pricing, promotions, and placement of and delivery. And so people will be good at one thing. Like they'll have a badass product, but that's like building a bridge 25% across the Grand Canyon and it doesn't, it fails. And that's why almost all, <clears throat> I mean, 80% of small businesses disappear in five years. And the amount of businesses that actually get over 10, 10 million of revenue are also, you know, one in a million. So not one in a million, but let's say one in 100,000, something like that. Because it takes a level of conscientiousness to complete the task. That's one good thing about reading. Makes you be able to focus. Because mm-hmm. nowadays in the world, everybody's ADD. Yeah. So it's good, though. Because a lot of people pride themselves on their ADD. They're like, oh, I'm ADD. I'm like, shit, if you have bad breath, would you advertise that to the world? <laughs> it's like stubborn. I meet a lot of people at business, and they're like, yeah, I'm really stubborn, as if it's some kind of badge of honor. I'm like, well, yeah. you're just advertising you're a moron to me, <laughs> and you'll be of no consequence to destroy in business competition. You don't want to be any... You don't want to be... You know, ADD, you don't want it. And there are, it depends how you define it. Sometimes there's a level of ADD. I've met entrepreneurs that say they're ADD, but they're really not. It's just they like to say it tongue-in-cheek. If you can't focus, you're always going to lose to the person who focuses. It's like in a fight, a UFC fight. Two people in a UFC fight, one guy keeps his hands up, waits for you to drop yours. If you're just like, well, half the time I'm super focused and half the time I'm like... Oh, look, look at the ring girl. Bop, someone's going to knock you out. Well, that's how life is. So you have to, all those personality factors are much, they're underrated. People don't talk about them a lot, you know, but that's ultimately what determines character at some level determines success. And so. But mainly focus, huh? Well, that's one. Yeah. That's what I said. The hexago is a test of 25 attributes you've got. You know, and they're all in a balance, so you can have too little or too much. So you have things like social self-esteem, liveliness, attention to detail, uh, conscientiousness, perfectionism. You know, aesthetic appreciation. You've got things like uh, fearfulness, sentimentality, dependence, all those. So there's a lot of factors in a human, and you just you got to get all of them in balance. They all make you stronger. It's, it's like, it, I, the perfect example is a UFC fight. It's like a gladiator fight. You know, you could be good at boxing, but if the other guy knows how to kick, they ain't going to kick your legs out. It, you can be great at boxing and kicking, but if the other guy knows how to take you down and tackle you, then you're going to lose there. If he knows how to do submissions, if he knows elbows. So if you look at highly skilled fighters, they are, have no apparent weaknesses. Like, they're good at everything. They can box with you. If you grab them and throw them on the ground, they can choke you out on the ground. They know how to do leg lock. I trained with a guy, Boz Rutten, who won the UFC twice. The dude's impeccable. Like, I try. I've owned, once in sparring, I sparred with him recently, actually full contact, which would not recommend. Uh, and I've hit him one time, actually full-on connection. I almost was like, I almost stopped the fight. I'm like, look, I hit him. <laughs> but then he knocked me on the ground and gave me this nasty knee bar. I was like, he's like, skill, anything you do, he has a counter to it. And that's how you have to be. 
in business and life. You have, not that everything is, com- I mean, some of the competition is just against yourself. And some of the competition, of course, is against other people's, other people who don't have your best interests at heart. So you have to be very skilled. And that skill, that takes time. That's why I said the younger you start at 14, you start now, then you just have that many hours in, like Arnold Schwarzenegger says, reps and sets. The more years you have, the more reps and sets you can put in. You create muscle memory. The brain's the same as muscle memory. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Ty, you can public speak without notes. I'm like, yeah, but I started, I started public speaking very young at like 16. Mm. So, right. this just anywhere, school, you know. You knew you wanted to be a speaker? Or no, just, I just, you know, ended up one of those things. I ended up speaking a lot. So over time, your brain, neuroplasticity, gets very strong. It's the same in business like Warren Buffett. I've seen people try to like, clown him talking about business and it's just decimation of the people. I was at a Warren Buffett investor meeting and some guy's like, oh, I read your annual report and I think you misvalued, you know, this multi-billions of stock options, all this stuff. And now Warren Buffett, keep in mind, was about 85 years old and this other person had a month to prepare his statement and he goes to Warren Buffett, you know, this, all these accusations and Warren Buffett just goes, well, stop me. And he, Warren Buffett did all the math in his head that this guy had probably taken 50, you know, computer algorithms to do. And he's like, just answered him in five seconds. The whole, there's 18,000 people here. Everybody, the guy was just like, ah, and the guy just sat down. <laughs> the whole place. So the moral of the story is, uh, Warren Buffett started at seven. Now he's about 87. Anyone who's got 80 years of investing, making hundreds of billions of dollars, it's going to be hard to stump them. It's going to be hard to outwit them. Don't have a battle of the wits. Don't have a battle of wits. But at some, you know, you already got seven years in. Well, how old were you when you really started? Uh, First video at seven, first speech at seven. So now you got eight years in and, you know, you accelerate the stuff and and it should go in an exponential curve. You got to get those first years out of the way. So if you start at 30, you got that first seven year curve. You got to get out of the way. So that's why I always say, people are like, well, when will I be rich? I'm like, well, the sooner you get some of the stuff out of the way, the quicker you have a chance to be rich. That's true. The quickest billionaire has been one year. A guy became a billionaire in one year. The guy who started Priceline. Wow. So, oh, Jeff, is that what, Jeff Hoffman? Uh, I forget his name. We be. met him in Iowa. Yeah. If you want the chance to enter into one of my free giveaways, Here's all you have to do. Number one, subscribe to my podcast. And then secondly, leave an honest review of my podcast. What do you think of it? All right. I pick random reviewers to win either an iPhone 7, a GoPro Black, a MacBook Air, iPad, Kindle. And then I've been doing these uh, once a month free car giveaways, giving away a Mustang or Camaro to one random social media follower, podcast followers are entered into that too. So you'll get your free chance to enter. Just leave an honest review and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. All right. I hope you win one of the giveaways. Talk to you soon. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever it is you like to listen so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as they come out.